Welcome to RailPass. I'm your host, Sarah Hardy, Division Manager of Visitor Experience with the Southern California Railway Museum, located in Paris, California. Join me as we learn more about the Railway Museum and meet the people who volunteer, work, play, partner, and engage with our museum. All aboard for our next great adventure. All right, hello, and welcome back to Rail Pass. Today I have with me Shell and Ethan, two volunteers at the Southern California Railway Museum who took part in the recent restoration of Pacific Electric 1299. Um, before we get started, do you want to give a brief introduction of yourself to our listeners? Yeah, yeah. my name is Shell. Uh, starting volunteering out here in like uh, 2016, so it's been a while now. But uh, yeah, always been interested in uh, more the mechanical aspect, not that much history of the things, but uh, the mechanical aspect of uh, working with the trains and the streetcars. So that's mainly what I've been doing here, <laughs> like working on the electric streetcars and maintain them and yeah, doing that kind of work with them. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Ethan and uh, yeah, I've been here since about 2012. Um, started in operations, got tired of that, and then I moved to uh, working on the electric cars um, and been doing that ever since, trying to come out as many weekends as I can. Yeah. Time to take part. Nice. So I usually like to start off these conversations by talking about your volunteer journey. So I know you said 2016, 2012 um, is when you started, but how did you get introduced to the museum? How did you get started as a volunteer? Um. Well, I moved to LA in 2015, so uh, yeah, after a year in LA, I felt like needed something to do on the weekends also, and I was volunteering back home. I originally from Sweden, so I, when I was growing up, my father was volunteering at the streetcar museum in Sweden. Okay. So, by extension, I was volunteering also. Because, so, how did you find this one in Paris, all the way living in LA? Yeah, I was searching for a railway museum or something like that that actually has operations okay. like you have travel town in la but that's everything is static mm -hmm. so that wouldn't be as much mechanical work there but here we actually have running and uh, i drove out here looked around and got introduced to yeah rod fishburne who is the head of collections mm -hmm. so uh that way i started and started to come out on the weekends and so yeah. you started in maintenance and restoration, and that's kind of where you yeah. stayed. Yeah, yeah, that was I was interested in. The, yeah, the mechanical and a a aspect of the thing. So that's when I started with volunteering with that. And wow. Yeah, and just continued on since then. So, so what keeps you volunteering here? It's fun. Like uh, I'm a watchmaker as profession, so okay. that's very m small mechanics. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been interested in like mechanics in general and here's a little bit bigger things and yeah before when i was in sweden I had like a vintage car that took up a lot of time but can't really do it in la if you don't have a lot of money to have somewhere to park it and mm -hmm. so this was like yeah always been a little bit interested in the street cars and the trains also so yeah this was a good compromise Very with cool. the getting to work a little bit more with bigger things yeah yeah <laughs> And so, Ethan, how did you come to start your volunteer journey? Um, unlike Chell, I kind of did grow up locally. I grew up in Redlands. Um, and I've been here as a kid a couple times. Um, and then we came here in 2012 uh, for one of the rail fests in that year. 
I'm like, yeah, hell, I'll join. And joined, didn't really do anything. I was kind of more practicing my photography and one week, uh, weekday actually. And I ran into uh, a gentleman who's no longer uh, uh, working here in Barn 3 Restoration. And so I started working in there in the barn doing some restoration work. And then I got into operations and got tired of operations and got more more wanting to tinker with my hands. That's my background. Um, stationary engineer. So I work on steam, electrical, a lot of that kind of thing. Um, and so I started working with Ryan and Rod Fishburne. And then a few years later, Chell came in and just been doing that ever since. It's just fun to tinker with these things and figure out why suddenly now it's not running or we restore it and get it to running and it's just the enjoyment that factor yeah and so that's what you would say keeps you volunteering here yeah it's trying to figure out something that hasn't been figured out since most of the people who ever worked on them are now dead yeah <laughs> so now we have to sit there and go back from scratch going what the hell is going on here yeah so that is an interesting challenge to <laughs> to have with working with these collection pieces so, okay, I want to talk about the $12.99. So I know that this restoration just recently reached a milestone, and I actually saw you guys bring it out um, for, like, a test run. So that's really exciting. Um, so I guess I want to start with, like, why this car was chosen as a restoration project. Yeah, I think it's... Ryan, who's been the lead on the restoration of this project, is he always had a, from my understanding, a weak spot for the car. Okay. Like a pet project. Yeah, he's always wanted to do it. And finally, this last summer, we, we didn't have like spare time, but kind of, we were between projects. And uh, he just went for it with this one. I think it really started like, couple of years ago when we retrieved the trolley bases yeah. from out back that really got him going he wanted to start working but we had a bunch of other things mm -hmm. that, uh, that 498 oh, took yeah. up a lot of time yeah I remember and the 418 that one. the two blimps they took up a lot of time just getting those back in mm -hmm. especially 418 back in back in good working order again yeah. uh, and then the four 498 getting that up and running uh, and I think Ryan always wanted to get to it, especially with, since we recovered the trolley bases again. That was like a big thing because they were lifted up many years ago from the car. Yeah. As they just been sitting out back in the dirt oh. somewhere. <laughs> and when they found that, that was like, well, that was oh, a, now we yeah. actually can go somewhere with this yeah. project. So. What interested you about getting involved in the project? Just another car to work on. Yeah. Was this one any more challenging than any of the other ones? Or I mean, I hate to knock on wood. This was actually one of the easiest. Yeah? Because the car had very little use. It wasn't a, a full revenue car. You could, you know, for pay for a certain price to ride the car for um, and its service. But mostly it was just executives that rode the car. So unlike a lot of these other cars, they didn't run to the wheels that fell off. Mm -hmm. So she had a lot of life left in her. And it was just a lot of basically going through and making sure everything was still functioning and still good, you know, measuring the motors, checking, you know, checking circuits, make sure nothing's grounded and then just try it. You know, we did service the compressor and, you know, we serviced the whole car, did a, a over, not overhaul, I should say, but just a general service. Um, it was mostly Chell and Ryan did that. And just one day it's like, all right, well, let's try it. And uh, so when we, did this all get started? Yeah. Uh, 
Wait. And the floss summer, I think. Is that when we got in the barn? Yeah. Well, we lost summer, I think that's when we got it. It was in the barn for a little bit, waiting, because yeah. we had a couple of other. And then we had, couldn't work full time on that because we had to do a full service, a workup on the 171, the San Francisco car, also. The okay. sitting. So we did both projects a little bit at the same time, but we always came back to the 1299. That was the main thing we were working on. And like always, other things happen, like the other cars need service also. So yeah. a couple of weekends, we just have to put 1299 to rest and go and work on a PCC or something like that. that a year seems like a quick turnaround to get that car from like not operating to operating. Well, there was nothing really wrong with it. Okay. Um, the, the hardest part, I mean, I could say was reconnecting the motors. Um, so when they brought it from travel town, from research and correct to here in about 2000, they disconnected it, but they didn't, um, identify which wires won't wear. Okay. So Ryan spent, um, time going through the schematic, which luckily we have figuring out which motor leads go where. And then that was the main thing of putting them all back. And I don't know how it worked this way, but we actually got it right the first time, which is not really? rare, but doesn't happen that often. <laughs> so, how many wires are there to reconnect? Four per motor, and there's four motors. Okay. So there's 16 wires. So it's four sets of four. So you have to make sure you get them all right. And on make the sure. First try. Are they like colored, or how do you know? No. No. no? All all wires are black. So yep. that's they and have one color. And they're I think two watt copper. So they're not the yeah. easiest to bend either. Yeah. Yeah. So and you have to you have connects you have to put together, and they're. It was a troubling time putting those back together. Yeah. <laughs> so you would say that was the most challenging part of the restoration. That's yeah. that was the challenging part. The what that took lo longest time is we have to replace a bunch of the roof boards up on the roof. Oh yeah. Because okay. the car was sitting was it like for forty, fifty years outside oh. the travel town? Uh, is it a wooden or is it yeah it's, well, the just, roof is in steel well the, it's a steel car but the roof boards are uh wood for insulation purposes okay yeah. what the part you're actually wa walking around up on the roof is in wood okay and those some of them were really bad we had to replace some of them were we could still reuse we just painted them again and then just putting back the trolley bases mm -hmm. up, but we needed to do the woodwork before we could put on the trolley bases. And then some of the wiring up on the roof has also been set out and baked in the sun. And yeah, Ryan measured it. So the wire is good. There was nothing wrong with it. It's just the insulation on the wire wasn't as good. So we had to rewrap it and okay. stuff like that. So yeah, so it doesn't ground out. So everything is safe up there. Nice. So that was a lot of work and sad that we had to do it during the summertime or had, we did it during the summertime. That is it's, not an easy time to yeah, do work. Yeah, being out in the desert, it's warm enough. And then you come up a bunch of feet off the ground yeah. in, a, in a tin barn. It right? gets even warmer up there. That's <laughs> oh, it's only 130. It's fine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like a sauna up there. Yeah. Or you're outside and then the sun is beating down on you, which is not much better. So no. it's, you can't really choose, but it needed to be done, and that was like the first big milestone we needed to get done. If we could get the roof done, then we could start working underneath the car. Why did you have to start with the roof? I think that's because the car is complete, basically, but we had parts spread out. So when we wanted to get everything back together, so we don't end up in the same situation again, like nobody knows where 
parts are for it and it's spread out through different barns or containers or something like that we want everything on the same place and the best thing is actually have them installed on the car yeah. okay because then they don't disappear somewhere else this like, is true yeah and the main collection point for power is the roof so if we <laughs> can get that sorted make sure we can get power to the car we can move forward mm -hmm. if we couldn't get wire you know if it was a situation where we'd have pull new wire the car wouldn't be that where it's at now but luckily we lucked out and uh with just some reinstallation of a few wires or actually it's a good portion of wire on the roof now we can get power to the car and now we can go from there and go far further out and see make sure we can actually get con you know controls work make sure the compressor runs we tested the compressor i believe it was did we take it off the car yeah we took it off the car and ran it on voltage in the and the storage on the uh, maintenance barn or the uh, machine shop and made sure that worked and then we put it back up on the car so you just go step by step but first part is get power down to the car so we have to do all that okay so yeah. once you get there now you can go everywhere else that makes sense what what would you say was the most exciting part of this restoration project so far i think the most exciting part first time we took power and it moved yeah and it moved and it stopped moving and nothing caught fire yeah it <laughs> didn't burn up which was it's always a plus yeah in those <laughs> situations so i think that was the but even the first time we got power in the car and we got the interior lights yeah took up the, the car couldn't move at that point like but it was the like okay we actually the electrical system actually works in the car yeah. we got the interior lights working and uh, that kind of stuff and that was even before we didn't even have the compressor working at that point but that was the first check to make sure all the wiring is actually so far it's good in the car mm -hmm. And that's also, yeah, I don't know how long it goes since the interior lights was on from its own power, but has very, to be a very long time. Yeah. That is pretty impressive for it sitting outside and like nothing mm. happening with it. It, it was taken care of. I, I don't know how extensively it was taken care of, but I know they did take care of the car. So even when it did sit outside, okay. um, Walter did baby the car, um, but... It was amazing that it actually did move. That's Who's Walter? Walter Avanseth. Okay. Uh, founding member of the museum. Well, the founding, I guess he'd be founding member, but uh, he, I believe he purchased the car from the PE. As I said, I'm oh. not very good on the history part okay. of it, but Walter helped get a lot of PE cars and he was a big part of the museum starting. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. So he definitely had a vested interest yeah. in, in that car. What, what is there left to do in terms of getting this car fully restored? Um, there's a couple of more things we're following up, working on to get like uh, one of the vestibule lights circuit doesn't really work. So Ryan has been tracking down all the cables and wiring for that. Uh, we have a small grounding short in one of the controllers. Nothing really serious, but we have been working on that today and just one screw is rust, <laughs> rusted stuck also. So we, yeah. we need to get that loose. Uh, but it's smaller things. Then mainly it's uh, the car needs a really good cleaning out. Mm -hmm. And then the upholstery on the chairs in the car is not very good. Okay. So that needs to be done. And I think we have, from my understanding, we have uh, contact with the upholstery guy that are willing to do it. So we're probably, you know, within a couple of months, probably going to send out a couple of chairs just to see how, how it they... turns out. Okay. Yeah. But it's not going to be cheap, but yeah, it's yeah. it needs to be done. But 
and then generally like you just need touching up like in general the car but that's very far down the list okay for what needs to be done and we, yeah we need to do like a regular service like we do on all the street cars just mm -hmm. go through all the lubrications and stuff like that if you're actually gonna start drumming it a little bit more okay it'd be something like the rubidoux a special special event yeah because yeah. it has carpet in it mm -hmm. and so it has carpet it has leather chairs it's separated in two section, sections by a bathroom and a kitchenette so it's Oh, wow. That's really unique. Yeah. So it's kind of a hard car to conductor and then you'll have people in and out. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of one of those special cars because the only other thing I can think of it's a regular service that might have carpet is the Rubidoux. And then that's a if when we bring that thing out, too. Yeah. So that's. Did you get to drive it once it was? Oh, yeah. We, yeah? All, we all took chances on yeah? it. So. Um, is it any different to drive than any of the other it's... P's? Um, no, it's actually, I hate to say it, it's actually quite boring. Really? <laughs> um, it's a beautiful car. It runs beautifully. It's smooth. But, you know, it's, it's nothing, there's no, some of the other cars have, you know, certain noises and they're doing certain things. There's more interaction. This has automatic acceleration. So you're just kind of standing there. I'm not saying it's, I don't want to run it. I love running the car. But compared to some of the other ones, I'd rather run them instead. Which is yeah. your favorite I'd rather car to run? It's probably the most boring car here, but it's 665 uh, from the LA Railway. Um, it's a two-motor Huntington Standard. Um, it's a simple car, but it's just you and the car. There's no dead man. It's a K-controller, simple brakes, just straight, straight air brakes, and it just goes. It's yeah. one of the cars that I love running. <laughs> but um, mainline would have to probably be uh, the 418. Okay. Because um, the growl from the motors, I just enjoyed listening to the growl. And it that's has, one that you can do a run one experience on. Then. Yeah, I believe yeah. it is, yes. So the P, the twelve ninety nine, the enjoyment in that car is sitting. Is riding and, in it. Riding in it because it's comfortable and you're it's you feel like you're the executive of PE when you're sitting in it and yeah. somebody else is running it. That'll be really exciting when it can come out for some special events. So that's very very cool that y'all put in the work to get it into operating order. Um, so if any of our listeners are interested in getting involved in the maintenance or restoration of the streetcars, how would they go about doing that? Uh, it's, I would say it's a uh, Rod Fishburn is heading up that. Yeah. So he is the contact and for, for the electric maintenance mm -hmm. that's, uh, and restoration, he's heading up that. And normally there are several different projects going on, like. Not everything going at full speed, but uh, we have a couple of different things that there are different. The people working in barn four, we are working out of barn two for the 1299. And then we are from time to time, we're working out of barn one for the LA railway also. Yeah. Stuff. So it depends on what's needed to but be done. But there's always I, something going on. There's always something to going on. They always a lot of stuff we need to do because when you get stuck into restoration you end up uh, not having time to do the maintenance of the running cars mm -hmm. and yeah so it's always a balancing act to like you want to continue with your restoration all of a sudden you need to go back and fix one of the regular running cars because we run them like some some we run basically every weekend and yeah <laughs> then we need to maintain them also to keep them running so and there's only four of us there's myself chell ryan who's a paid staff 
And then Rod, who is uh, the, what we call division leader, and you know we work under Rod. Ryan works under um, a di- another division leader, but we all come together to keep mm-hmm. these things running and then do the restorations on time. So we're out on the weekend. Ryan's out here through the week, and then Rod is out. Um, well, I don't know his schedule off the top of my head. And so it's we keep everything, all the electrics running here for just that, yeah. just with these couple guys. So there's definitely somebody that – Someone could connect with. Oh yes. Whatever day they're yeah. here during the week. Yeah. Like the, said, the point of entry should be Rod because he yeah. he has all our contact information and yeah. stuff like that also, and he has the overview of the projects that are happening and yeah, in yeah he kind of plans also what next projects are gonna be. But yeah. Are there any specific skills you're looking for? Or can you kind of come in with not a lot of background knowledge? Of course, everybody want you know a fleet mechanic or you know some type of locomotive mechanic, but no, we can't. Any anybody who wants to join, who may wants to help, we're open. We you don't need anything special. We'll, so you can learn. You know, most of us, even though we do have mechanical backgrounds, we're still learning out here every day. Yeah. We're seeing stuff like what in the world? Oh, okay, and we just figure it out. It's a lot of things we're sitting there going and figuring it out um, because we don't see it on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Even though we may come out here every weekend. You know, or not every weekend, but we come out here on selected weekends. And when we leave, we go back to our own jobs. And some of that stuff feathers away from our head. And we come back out here and we're sitting and looking at it like, oh, yeah, I remember this now. Okay. Well, thank you, Shell and Ethan, for taking the time to talk with me today and sharing about this really exciting restoration project. Um, I know that just from this brief conversation we've had you guys are doing a lot more at this museum and a lot of other projects so if you're interested i would love to have you back and we can talk about the other maintenance and restoration work that's going on yeah thank you thank Thank you. you thank you for joining me today as you disembark make sure to like subscribe and comment And visit SoCalRailway.org to view past episodes, photo, video, and bonus material. And also let us know what you would like to hear, who you'd like to meet, and what we can do for the next Rail Pass episodes.